0: Yikes! Not much fun when it's the other guys putting up a half dozen, is it? Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and/or baseball. I also offer daily shots Steelers and Pirates. Where you found this? Oilers six, Penguins three. Late last night in Edmonton, Alberta and it might not even have felt so awful had it not been for the penguins doing pretty much everything right in the first period and taking a 3 to 1 lead because all that did was show what they could have and should have been doing all along instead of getting absolutely massacred in the second and then giving up five consecutive goals. This was what Sidney Crosby had to say afterward. Yeah, I mean we just can't we can't let that can't let that momentum go for as long as we did. I think uh, you know teams are gonna get a bounce, they get a bounce in the power play there and we've got to find a way to grab it back. And we just we didn't and we kinda let it slide for the entire period and then you know we got a big mountain to climb in the third. We pushed back, but you know, unfortunately a little too late. I kinda brought this up in the past few days, that eventually the Penguins were going to stop being the team that was doing all of the scoring. The Penguins were going to run into goaltending that was going to be better than what they'd seen of late. I know I'm not putting Jack Campbell in that category. I really don't have much positive to say about Campbell. However, they scored three goals Rapid Succession probably started thinking to themselves, Hey, look at us, we're skating with the Oilers. Nobody thought we'd be able to do this. Well, not many teams skate with the Oilers, but a lot of teams beat the Oilers. Notice that? Yeah, there's a reason for that. The Oilers are easily exposed, but you know what? So are most teams that play that style where you just go flying up and down the rink and try to take advantage of bad goaltending. That's, that's been the Penguins' approach to date. And the fact that they've done it has been to their credit, but it wasn't sustainable, as I've been telling you on this show. and I, Again, like I said at the time, I wasn't going out of my way to be some wet blanket to it or to lower expectations. I think this is a team that can be a cup contender, if Tristan Jari plays at an elite level, and if the team overall focuses far more on defending and defending more aggressively than they'd been doing through the 4-0-1 start. Well, the second period last night in Edmonton officially, formally pulled the plug on that particular process. There's no panic, and there's definitely no big pronounced statement to make after this. Look at the Oilers and all their young guys, and look at the Penguins, how old they are. And they got magically old between the first period and the second. They just aged. No, 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 no. That's going to happen all the time. You're going to hear it, I'm telling you, all winter long from everybody around you. And no, that's not it. Instead, what's it is that they did, the Penguins did, all kinds of dumb things with the puck all over the rink. Some of it worked against them through some rotten luck, but a lot of it was just looseness. And 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 I don't even mean necessarily looseness like physically, as in they were all spread out all over the rink, which they were. I mean just looseness in terms of attitude or the casual nature of some of the plays they were attempting to make. They weren't tight. They didn't stay in a pack, and they weren't tight mentally either. And there it went, because the Oilers started feeling it. And the Oilers have a bunch of guys who can score in their sleep, if you let them. And that's exactly what happened. The Penguins needed this They probably needed it about a week ago, but they got it. And they got it in a rotten place to get it, which is the first out of four games that are being played out on the western part of the continent. They're playing again tonight in Calgary. And the Flames are probably every bit as good as the Oilers, and that's not necessarily a compliment because I don't think that much of either team. The Flames also haven't been great in goal in forever. But what the Penguins really need to do tonight at the Saddledome, more than anything else, is shut them down. Shut them down. Win one of those one nothing games. Win 2-1. to You're going to have to tighten up anyway, because Casey DeSmith's almost certainly going to be in goal, with Jari just having played last night. That also might be a good thing. Because if you think to yourself... I mean, I don't want to suggest that everybody in the room is thinking, wow, man, Casey DeSmith really stinks. We need to play great defensively. But what you can do is kind of have in the back of your mind, this isn't our starter. This isn't a top five goaltender in the NHL. We already had one of those last night, and it still didn't help us much because we were that terrible. Tighten up. Get it done. Use the trip use this lesson to start getting a whole lot better at the area that's going to matter the most come next spring. When we come back, J1Q. comes from Brian Connolly, who asks, DK, what's a Brock McGinn? Why does he skate toward his own net as much as the other one? Brian, Brock McGinn hasn't been a very good player for the Penguins since the first half of last season. He hasn't added a whole lot, certainly not offensively. However, before I get started on that, and I kind of happen to be with you on this one, I'm going to go out of fairness and point out that in the first half of last season, he was quite good. And he showed some good hands. He scored some timely goals, big goals, and he scored them in a bunch of different ways. And I'm also going to bet that instead of sending me this after the game last night, as you did, you probably wouldn't have after the previous game in which he scored a pretty nice goal. This is a player who is going to get you. And it's now pretty much set in stone because this is where his career has gone. 10 or 12 goals a season. He's going to get most of them in the first half. He's going to fall off in the second. He did that last year in Pittsburgh. He did that the year before in Raleigh. It's just kind of who he is. The reason he's on the roster is penalty killing. And the reason that he's on the PK is that he blocks shots. Every coach slash manager in any sport has a facet of team play that he values maybe a little irrationally like to that extent maybe because he feels Sullivan does that he has to exaggerate the value of shot blocking and boy does he do that because it's a thankless task and actually that's a term he uses himself He knows there's nobody growing up dreaming of getting to the NHL and eating 100 miles an hour of vulcanized rubber. He knows that. He also knows that there are certain players that understand that that's what keeps them in the league. McGinn is that guy. Yeah, he can do some other things. And yeah, he's going to get you the production that I mentioned. And he's a good dude and all that other stuff. But he blocks shots on the PK. And if you've been watching the PK so far this season, it hasn't exactly grabbed headlines because of all the goals they've produced. But he has been the guy who's put himself into most of the jeopardizing positions. Evan Rodriguez did a lot of that last year. And that used to be the sort of thing that kept Rodriguez employed. And then he went completely bonkers scoring in the first half of last season. And then he became a total non-thing offensively in the second half. But throughout all that, he was the guy, and when I remind you of this, you're going to remember, who was assigned to go stand in front of Alexander Ovechkin, who was assigned to go stand in front of Steven Stamkos. Nobody likes these jobs. Nobody wants them. But they do want to stay in the NHL. They do want to play in the NHL. As soon as you see McGinn not doing that, you'll know that he's not going to last in the league a whole lot longer. That's the best way that I can answer that question for you. I know you're getting into more, you know, five-on-five and fourth-line play. And I'm i always saying this, and I hope that it resonates with most of the audience here. If you're on the fourth line in the NHL, you're there to kill penalties. That's why you're employed. The fourth line is pretty much just a time kill otherwise. I appreciate the question, Brian. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one tomorrow.